This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast you out of Tampa Bay, but we touch the lives of our listeners across the United States, but especially in cities like Folkestone, Georgia, and St. Augustine in Jacksonville and the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, where we broadcast every day and all over Tampa Bay from south of Ocala to north of Fort Myers all the way to Disney. And there's a lot of people at Disney this week, people. It's spring break in Georgia. Those people are all down here spending their hard-earned dollars, and we're grateful. That's right. They're come here to get a little warmth, and hopefully the sun will come out today. So, Lord, um, I just want to remind our listeners that our show today, we are highlighting a very special book, and it's called Stretched Too Thin by Jessica Turner. And we want to open up our listener line for someone to get a copy of this book. So um, if whether it's for you or for um, the woman in your life that really needs to he- read this book, Call 866-713-9675. That's 866-713-WORK. And leave me a message. I leave all the details there that I need. And um, I will reach out to you and send you a copy of this book to one person. We have a copy from the publisher. 866-713-WORK. 866-713-WORK. And you can always check us out online, iWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number four, Mm Him.com. Working moms, have you ever felt guilty about working? Ever struggled with the Wonder Woman complex but come up a complete or what do you think is a complete failure? I don't know what it is, but I'm not a woman. That much I'm sure of. But I do know this. The women I know work really hard and are super awesome at what they do and how they manage work, marriage, and family. Today we're going to talk with Jessica Nicole Turner about her latest book entitled Stretched Too Thin. The topic is so appropriate for I Work For Him audience because... We have so many women that listen every day, and, and as we branch out and have shows that focus on the She Works For Him you know, audience, because it, the, the needs of women in the workplace are so different than the needs of men in the workplace, we wanted to make sure we focused on this book today to touch your lives as a woman, and for you men listening today, to get an insight into what your women are thinking. Again, the book's name is Stretched Too Thin, How Working Moms Can Lose the Guilt, Work Smarter, and Thrive. Jessica Turner, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. So Jessica, um, I saw that this book was coming out and I was very excited to be able to see something written specifically for working moms because at I Work For Him, um, we're talking about our workplace and there's, as you know, there's not a whole lot written for working moms. And so I love this. Before we delve into your book, though, we always like to let our first time guests share with our listeners so they get to know you a little bit. How did you become a follower of Jesus Christ? I grew up in a Christian home. I was born and raised Catholic and went to Catholic grade school and middle school and then started going to a non-denominational Christian church in high school and really became engaged in my faith in a much more personal way when I was a teenager. Mm. And so now, fast forward, you are a working mom. Tell us, kind of lay it up so, so we all know where you're coming from as you've then added to your your busyness writing a book and sharing about it. But um, tell us about your family and your work situation. 
Sure. So I'm married to a Christian children's book author named Matthew Paul Turner. And so he works full time writing from home. So we have kind of a unique situation in that he works full time from home and I work in corporate America. So I work in healthcare. We live in Nashville and I do corporate marketing for a big healthcare company here. And then I also have a pretty large side hustle. I have a um, blog called The Mom Creative, which I founded in 2006 and um, a big lifestyle brand online. And then we have three children. Um, They are 10, 7, and 4, two boys and a girl that um, keep us very busy, particularly during the spring when they're all playing soccer. So it is a very busy, busy life. And um, I started writing books in 2014. Um, Honestly, it was an act of obedience. My husband has been writing for almost 20 years. And I've always said, you know, he's the author, I'm never going to write a book. I have no desire to do that. And I was at a conference um, doing a session about time management when the concept of my first book, The Fringe Hours, Making Time for You, which is a book for women about the importance of practicing Mm self-care, struck me. And I left the conference that night and remember being in my room and started working on a book proposal almost immediately. And within six months, had had um, had a the book concept that went to bidding war with several Christian publishers and um, was signed for the two book deal for um, the fringe hours and stretch too thin. So I did not anticipate writing a book on top of all of those other things, but um, felt that it was a message that was really needed to encourage women to take care of themselves. Um, and so that book came out. And in the midst of that, I got pregnant with our third child. So let me tell you, having a baby and then six weeks later launching a book is, is a lot of birth and in one short period. So um, when I set out to what could I do next, um, Stretch Too Thin was, was the next project that came to me. So how long have you and your husband been married? We got married in 2004. So it'll be 15 years this fall. And you got a few kids, 10, 7, and 4 years old. Right? That's what it was? That's right. Okay. All right. So it's not like this is anything simple. You're trying to write two books. You got three kids. And and when you started writing that book in 2014, you had a a seven, a four, and a (laughs) one-year-old. What no, are, we only had two. When oh, you I was only had two. Oh, 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 yeah, because yeah. it's nineteen I got now, isn't it? That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I keep thinking eighteen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. Wow, that was like I don't know, a little psychotic. I'm thinking. What were you thinking? <laughs> you know, I think um, I was thinking, let's just do one thing at a time and kind of the next, what's the next thing, you know, not looking too far into the future, but what do I need to get accomplished today and really doing it in small segments. And Matthew, my husband, really being um, a champion of my work as well and um, my biggest supporter and fan. And so, you know, I'd get up early in the morning and right before I went to work and I would work on weekends and he would handle soccer and kids and um, we just made it work because yes, it was several really busy seasons, but it was just that it was seasons. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, I think if you look at things through the lens of this is just a finite period of time. It is less overwhelming than this is my everyday existence. Yeah, in light of eternity, it's a short period of time. But there are times where those things, I mean, it's having little kids around is, is always a little stressful. But, you know, God really gave you your own life as a, um, a as a Petri dish or whatever for this whole conversation, because you're living it out. You're not saying, you know, in hindsight, this is what I should do. You know, God's given you the opportunity to walk this journey 
with women, with working moms across America and, and say, you know, I don't have it all figured out, but here's some things that God's teaching me along the way. And you've used this book to help share a lot of those, um, those wisdoms and, and things with our, with all these wonderful working women that are asking, you know, how can I do this better? And I love your subtitle, which is how working moms can lose the guilt work smarter and thrive. So we're talking today with Jessica Turner from, um, she wrote a book called Stretch Too Thin, and she mentioned her blog. And Jessica, I want to make sure we get, um, send people to your website, and it's themomcreative.com, themomcreative.com. Real quick, just tell our listeners, if they go to your website, what are they going to learn and how can they stay connected with you? So the best way to stay connected with me is through social media. I'm Jessica N. Turner on Instagram and Twitter, and it's facebook.com slash the mom creative. You know, the mom creative is a lifestyle brand. That's a little bit of everything about cultivating a life well crafted. And so you might find product reviews on there. You might find shopping tips on there. You might find tips for being a working mom right now. There's a lot of content on there about my husband's new book. When I pray for you, which is a beautiful book for kids and perfect going into Easter. So there's a lot of that on Mm -hmm. there right now but it's a little bit of everything there's some travel content as well in there because I think it's really important to expose our kids to the wider world around them and so I try to write about little trips and and things that we do as well on there. Jessica let me ask you this really quick when you hear I work for him what does that make you think? I think it makes me think that, you know, our lives are to serve a bigger purpose. And if we recognize that in everything that we do and are intentional um, about the light that we're shining, you know, I'm in um, a secular corporate environment, but I hope that every day people see something a little different, um, a little extra love, a little extra light, and that shines through in the work that I do. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, as we're talking today with Jessica Turner about her book, Stretched Too Thin. (laughs) That doesn't apply to any of you out there listening, but in case it does, the subtitle, How Working Moms Can Lose the Guilt, Work Smarter, and Thrive. Now, for you men listening today, do not turn the channel. You need to hear these things because if you ever wonder what your wife is thinking, but you're afraid to ask, or if you ever want to know what your wife is experiencing, but you're afraid to ask... Well, Jessica's going to tell you today. She wrote this great book. You can also check her out online, themomcreative.com, The Mom Creative, or as she mentioned earlier, on Facebook, The Mom Creative. That's right. So, Jessica, you were sharing about your, you have this blog, and it is a, a life, about being a life well-crafted, and I love that. And there's so many parts of our life, you know, that we believe in an integrated life. And so that's what we talk about on I Work For Him, and our faith you know, goes into all of those different areas. Your book that you have just recently released, which is called Stretch Too Thin. um, Oh, and Jim, I want to remind our listeners that they can call in and get a copy. Well, let me tell them We have one copy. Why don't you tell them? Call 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. Leave us a message. One lucky caller today will get a copy of the book, Stretched Too Thin, 866-713-WORK. Excellent. So Jessica, you had written, you followed the Lord's obedience and started writing um, your first book, which was The Fringe Hours. And now this latest book that's come out. Um, why, why specifically did you write this book about being stretched too thin? 
I did a survey of 2,000 working women from all across America and asked them what their biggest struggles were of being working moms. And over and over and over again, the phrase stretch too thin came up. And it's certainly something that I have felt in my own life. You know, just because I wrote the book Stretch Too Thin doesn't mean that I haven't experienced those periods in my own life. And so um, I just wanted to come alongside working moms and let them know that they didn't have to constantly feel overwhelmed and stretched too thin, that that wasn't the way life needed to be and equip them with tools to help them navigate their biggest struggles. And so really it's as much of a guidebook as it is a, you know, me to hug around the shoulders. We can do this together and, and live a really um, prosperous, um, generous, happy, thriving life. All right, I got a logistical question. So those 2000 working women that you uh, surveyed, were they women uh, of faith? Were they Jesus following women or a random selection of working women? Uh, I think it probably would have been both. Certainly, um, because I'm a person of faith, a lot of my followers are as well. Um, but that wasn't necessarily a criteria that you were somebody who was engaged in faith. So they found you off of, I mean, you found them off of Facebook, those kind of followers or your LinkedIn followers. I mean, how did you find 2,000 working women who had time to fill out a survey? <laughs> Well, it was a pretty easy survey, and um, I'm fortunate to have a pretty large online platform. So, yep, I just shared it through all of my channels and um, had that many responses in two days. You know, I think that it wow. was something that women were eager to respond to because yeah. um, there aren't a lot of great resources out there for working women. And so this was something that... I think resonated with them and they wanted to share their stories. That's what I was thinking, right? When he asked that question, I'm like little, little, and this is one of those things that's just probably different about if it had been something that related to Jim, something that you follow, you know, people are quick to answer and um, they're like, Oh, this might give me some answers myself. So women are very eager to, to, you know, share opinions and then also be able to um, find the follow-up as well. So before we delve in a lot, uh, just set up the layout of the book for people so that they really understand what, how it's designed and, um, you know, just intriguing them to get themselves a copy. Sure. So in Stretch Too Thin, every chapter is one of the pain points that was identified in the survey. And so the things that working women cited as being challenges for them were feelings like guilt and overwhelm and exhaustion. So we talk about the feelings that we face as working women. It talks about marriage. It talks about self-care. It talks about home management and work boundaries and friendship and um, parenting well and with intention. And so every chapter deals with one of those different topics. And at the end of every chapter, there are questions for you to really take the information from the chapter and personalize it to your own story. I worked really hard to try to be representative of a large cross-section of working women. I, in addition to the survey, interviewed dozens of experts and other working women. And so I hope that women can find themselves in the pages of each chapter, but then mm -hmm. really personalize it to their own stories through those questions at the end of every chapter. Excellent. So at the very beginning, um, you say thriving as a working mom involves knowing who you are and loving the people closest to you well. How did you come to realize that? I think because I saw that in my own story, that when I was really thriving, those were the 
the things that were really true to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, and, and I think too is in talking with other working women and seeing kind of what some of the parallels were in their stories that no mm-hmm. matter what the work was that they were doing, those, those truths seem to hold true for everyone. Mm. Fabulous. So, so let's talk about mental load for a minute, because that was something I had never put it in that context before. So explain um, mental load and why that is relevant to working moms. So mental load is the largely invisible work of noticing and remembering. And this is oh, we need to get our flu shots. Oh, we need light bulbs. Oh, Ezra has gotten too big for his soccer shoes. I need to get him new soccer shoes. Mm -hmm. Like all of those things that that running list is that predominantly falls on women in the United States is essentially another job. And because it's largely invisible, it's going on in our minds. We don't even recognize it as work. And when I discovered that term, I did an interview with um, somebody who has done a lot of uh, research in mental load. And then if you type that into Google, you will find just an incredible volume of resources and articles about it. But it was a new concept for me as well. It was so freeing to be able to articulate that feeling that so often I have, particularly in periods of being stretched too thin, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of times it's because of that additional work. You know, I've got my day job, I've got my side hustle, and then I'm keeping up with light bulbs and underwear, you know? And so um, <laughs> that, that really can... It can be a lot. And so just being able to articulate that. And then I think for those of us who are married, being able to articulate that to our spouses and be able to share some of that load um, with our spouse and say, hey, we need groceries. Can you run by and pick them up on your way home? You know, so that that isn't something that, you know, the woman has in her mind is something that she has to do, right? That we can share mm-hmm. that. But it it often involves us being able to speak up, right? Because it is in our heads. So we have to articulate it so you have that freedom from it. That mental load thing. I mean, we, we all experience it, but it is as our stress level increases, our mental load decreases. And, and that's why it's, there's an app for that. I mean, that's where you can write things down. That's, <laughs> that's where notepads and pens came in handy. I know for those of you millennials, you're like, I just write it on my computer or my, my phone. That's fine. But that's what the task list was for. But, it, you know, the mental load gets stretched even thinner. I mean, it's really stretched thin for our listeners who are working moms of little, of toddlers, because that is an exhausting, exhausting time. And also as our working moms are experiencing teenagers because the guilt increases because our kids need us even more when they're teenagers than when they're babies. So let you, you mentioned spouse, and I think that this is a good time to start that conversation is how do you, you know, maybe a woman reads your book and they, you know, they're really resonating with a lot of things that you're encouraging them and challenging them with. How do they have this conversation with their spouse if they're not already as far as, you know, the sharing the mental load and, and just having more open conversation? I think, honestly, it's as simple as starting, right? You know, that we shouldn't be, you know, I can't get mad at my husband if I'm standing at the kitchen sink doing dishes and he's, you know, sitting in the living room watching a show. If I don't speak up and say, hey, can I get some help if that's bothering me, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I think we just need to perhaps have the courage if it feels daunting or overwhelming to take that first step and have that conversation because your spouse is the person who loves you the most in the world. Like my spouse doesn't want me to feel 
overwhelmed and stretched too thin and feeling like I can't talk to him, right? And so um, sometimes I think we just need to take that big gulp and say, hey, can I talk to you about something that's really been bothering me or something that I'm really feeling overwhelmed in? And I'd love to see if we can navigate some support for this. And sometimes that support might come in the form of um, getting outside help. Um, I know for me, I've been in a really busy season with work and kid responsibilities. And we actually found somebody to come in and help us with laundry because it was causing me so much stress. I couldn't seem to get on top of it with, you know, three kids and two adults. There was just too much laundry for me to do on top of working, you know, 50, 60 hours. But you got a 10 year old though, but a 10 year old (laughs) can do laundry. Yeah, not my 10 year old. So, um, you know, that was something that we, you know, looked at our budget. And the great thing about that was that um, it was a new mom that is coming in and helping us. And so she's got a baby at home and she picks up our laundry and does the laundry at her house and then brings it back. And it's additional income for her and a way to support her family. And it's, you know, freeing up time for me. The first week it took her nine hours to complete all of our laundry. And I was like, oh my goodness, that is nine hours. But I didn't have to spend doing that, that I could do other things that only me could do. Talking about, I don't know, are you stretched too thin? Jessica Turner wrote this book. So Jessica, one of the things that um, Jim and I really, you know, that really resonated with me about your book is that you did focus on marriage. And we were just having this conversation about how do we have the, how do we talk to our spouse and start the conversation and just starting it if you have not had it is a great first step and saying, I, I need to talk to you. I need to, we need to figure out some better ways to manage some of the things that are causing us, um, you know, stress and anxiety. We're not getting them under control in our home, but you go on and spend a whole chapter. You said that the, that two thirds of the women, um, said that investing in their marriage was a part of their struggle, right? That's right. You know, it it was something I really debated about if I should include marriage in the book, because I know that it's not every working mom story. And what working mom is the most stretched too thin? Probably the single working mom, right? Mm -hmm. And and so I didn't want to um, diminish that or, or make her feel not seen. But because so many women cited it being a challenge for them, I felt like it was important to include some guidance of investing in your marriage and what that can look like. Yeah. Well, and one of the things we talk about often on I Work For Him is the fact that if our marriages are struggling, we bring that to work with us. And if our work is giving us a lot of stress, unfortunately, we take that home and it stresses the marriage. So we need to find a way to be um, having that conversation, but more than that, making the marriage a focus. So, you know, hopefully we can reduce the number of working single moms, you know, ultimately by keeping these marriages as a focus. Well, let's talk about some of those conversations you have with Matthew as you're, I mean, because he's, he's an author, so he needs his quiet time too. How do you guys, how do you have these conversations when, when things get a little out of balance? Not that life really is capable of balance, but you know, there's always give and take. There's always times of the month where, where things are more stressful than other times when the, you know, there's days of the week that are more stressful because those are game days versus practice days or the other days where one of you is on a road trip versus the other one of you is home. I mean, whatever it may be, how do you have the conversations to deal with the allocation of your mental and physical resources in order to be able to minister to each other as husband and wife and and minister to your children as well and get your work done. 
Well, Matthew works full-time from home, so he's getting his writing done predominantly when I'm at the office. So that so much isn't a, a huge struggle for us. It's everything else that's fitting in, you know, my side gig and the kids and that sort of thing. And, you know, it just is a lot of conversation. Mm-hmm. It is having a big calendar in our kitchen where we can see what's going on. It is morning check-ins of what's going on today, who's picking up who, who needs to be where. Um, on the weekends, we will sit down and look at what's coming, you know, the next week, what do we need to be thinking about? And I think just that continuous open dialogue. Also, there's, you know, practical things like we have a shared Google calendar where we can put stuff on and, you know, we can see each other's trips and interviews and that sort of thing on there as well. That really helps. I I think technology can really be helpful when it comes to managing busy lives and and heavy schedules because of that. And, you know, I think as our kids get older and um, for listeners who have older kids, kids, including your children in family meetings. You know, I spoke with mothers of teenagers who talked about how important it was to have their teens schedules as part of, you know, the family calendar and knowing what was going on in their lives and what was important to them to go to um, is is something that's really important as well. Mm. So talk about, um, number one, you really believe in setting goals with a positive um, tone to them. And so I love some of the things that you highlighted in your chapter on investing in the marriage. And you, a couple of the things that I want to just really focus on is number one, you um, really do believe in the power of prayer within a marriage. Can you talk to our listeners about that? Absolutely. You know, certainly our faith and um, prayer is something that is foundational um, in our marriage and in um, the li- the lives of our little people, right? Mm-hmm. We want our kids to know that we're praying for them and um, that we can always, you know, go to Jesus, so to speak. And I, I think that is really important um, in a marriage to be able to talk about faith and to be able to engage with faith um, individually and together. Mm-hmm. And, and also, you know, have honest conversations about what what you're thinking, what you're learning, what you're discovering with one another is, is really, really powerful. So do you guys pray together at night, in the morning? How often do you and Matthew get to pray together? <clears throat> we pray together every night as a family, and um, it's it's so fun to see as our kids are um, growing and discovering their own relationships with the Lord, how their prayers change and the things that they pray consistently, the things that they mimic and the things that they, um, you know, discover on their own that they think that they should pray for, um, is, is really neat to engage in that conversation. We've been actually talking about prayer a lot lately because, you know, like I said, Matthew's kids book, When I Pray for You, just released and how um, sometimes prayer isn't this formal thing, but, you know, it's the it's the time when you've got the kids in the bathtub and you're washing their hair and you're talking over them and you're, you know, um, cleaning their little bodies, you know, and, and engaging with them, you know, in some of those simple moments. I think those can be really prayerful moments in a, a parent's life as well. So um, I think prayer takes on a whole lot of different forms for us. Yes. So listeners, we are talking today with Jessica Turner, and her newest book is called Stretch Too Thin, How Working Moms Can Lose the Guilt work smarter and thrive. And you can get a copy of this book by calling our listener line 866-713-9675. That's 866-713-WORK. 
Jessica, another thing about marriage that um, you highlight in the book, and I think a lot of people really struggle with this because we're, we are trying to be all things to all people, our little people and our, our work and our husbands. Um, talk to our listeners about this whole concept of making sure that your kids know that your relationship with your spouse is number one. Right, because let's be honest, at the end of the day, we hope our kids leave, right? <laughs> and so the, the person that we're going to be left with is our spouse. And um, I can't remember if it was something on, I think it was something on television. I don't know. Just in the past week, I had a conversation with my seven-year-old. Oh, I know what it was. I was listening to a podcast where the um, podcast host was talking about how your marriage is more important than your kids. And my daughter was like, do you believe that's true? And I was like, yes. I do. And we had, you know, a conversation about how it's really important for mommy and daddy to invest in their relationship with each other so that we can then teach them how to love well and that, you know, someday they're going to have their own families, you know, so bringing it down to terms that they can understand. But absolutely, a strong marriage is so, so important for every other aspect of of our lives. Well, yeah, it builds up strong kids. I mean, not only does it build a strong marriage and give you hope for after the kids leave, because a lot of marriages struggle after the kids leave because the marriage has been so kid-centered, but it also gives your kids a sense of security knowing that mom and dad love each other and that they're not the top priority. It also helps prepare them for the real world where the world will not revolve around them. What? The Absolutely. <laughs> it is, it, I, I talk about that a lot in my books about how these healthy behaviors are so important for modeling for our children. So whether that is investing in your marriage and your kids seeing that and seeing you, you know, go out and leave them with a babysitter so you can invest in one another or it's practicing self-care. You know, I want my kids to grow up and know that it is normal and healthy and appropriate for them to go to the gym, for them to invest in friendship, for them to do things that they're passionate about because God has made each of us to have unique passions. And so I think those types of behaviors, if we think about them through the lens of how we're modeling great stuff for our kids, it can become perhaps easier for us to say, yes, this is something that is important and I need to embrace it. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this whole concept of glass balls and rubber balls. <laughs> Explain that to, our, to us and um, how that relates to the working mom and her guilt. Sure. So uh, this was something that came out of the survey that I conducted. A woman said in the open-ended responses, you know, I like to think of my life as I'm juggling a lot of balls, but they're glass balls and rubber balls. And what I mean by that analogy is that all the things that we're juggling, some of those balls, if we drop them, they will remain the same. They're rubber balls. They won't be impacted negatively. But other balls, if we drop those balls, they will crack or they will shatter. Mm -hmm. And we really need to pay attention to the glass balls more than the rubber balls and make sure that those glass balls don't drop. But I think so often we have our balls confused, so <laughs> to speak. Mm -hmm. We We'll treat our work like a glass ball. We'll treat our homes like a glass ball. And then we'll treat ourselves like a rubber ball. Or we might treat our marriage like a rubber ball. That, oh, you know, it'll be fine if we skip date night this week. Oh, it'll be fine if, you know, we don't really talk tonight, you know, and I just go to bed because I'm tired. Oh, it'll be fine if I skip the gym, if I eat this crummy food, whatever, right? And slowly what's happening is crack, crack, crack in those glass balls, right? Mm. And we're investing in things that don't really matter. And, you know, 
you all mentioned about marriages, you know, sometimes falling apart after kids go away. And I think that's because we've invested so much in rubber balls and not taking care of that glass ball of marriage that it is just so fractured by the time the kids leave that that ball, you know, is just on the brink of shattering. And I think that concept really that works for both men and women. You know, you, this is a, a book that you wrote, Stretch Too Thin, How Working Moms Can Lose the Guilt, Work Smarter and Thrive. But men do that same thing because we're, we're juggling balls as well. And often we get our balls confused, too, where we we think that, you know, getting uh, I mean, getting the car cleaned and waxed and washed. That's my kind of thing is a glass ball where it's really just a rubber ball because it's just a thing where spending time with the kids reading a book. That's a glass ball, not a rubber ball, because you only get so many years where you actually get to do that. Can you give us an example in your own life, Jessica, of a glass ball that you dropped and that caught your attention to, for you to realize, hey, that was a glass ball. I got to pick that up and put it back together again. Yeah, I, I can speak to my own personal experience of um, some health issues that I had that I ignored and um, just thought, you know, oh, I can get to that eventually. I um, needed a hysterectomy and, um, you know, just had really, really, you know, challenging times of the month and um, was really sick and just kept pushing it off because I had a lot of work and mm. had somebody who was going to be going on maternity leave and felt like I needed to be present and um, pushed it off and pushed it off and finally had that major surgery and it changed my life. And I think about how revolutionary it would have been if I had done it a year and a half sooner, you know, when I found out that I needed it instead of waiting um, and waiting and waiting, you know, when, when they went in, I had stage four endometriosis and was just a, a hot mess on the inside, you know, and, um, and I think that there's a lot of women who um, they neglect the glass ball of themselves. Mm. And, you know, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. And I think about that verse and, and teach on it a lot because what he was saying was that you can only love the other people in your life as well as you are loving yourself. Well, those people so must have been a mess in your life if you waited that long. When we come back, we'll talk. Sorry, I'll give you a chance to respond to that when we come back. <laughs> We're talking with Jessica Turner about her book, Stretched Too Thin. How Working Moms Can Lose the Guilt, Work Smarter, and Thrive. You can find about, out about it online on our website, themomcreative.com. I'm assuming, Jessica Turner, people can get your book on that website, right? They can sure find a link to it. The okay. best place to get it is on Amazon, and I think it's 50% off right now, so it's a great time to get it, too. There you go. All right, That's there awesome. we go. Another free plug right here, and I work for him <laughs> for that big company. Okay. All right, Stretch Too Thin. We're also giving away a copy on the listener line today. That's right, Jim. So people can call into 866-713-9675 and leave me your information and you might be the winner of a copy of this book and we'll get it out to you, whether it's for you or for a working mom that you love and care for, or maybe you want to peruse it and you can even share it in a small, you know, get a bunch of women together and go through it to have a book. But I really, we really encourage you to check out Jessica online, themomcreative.com, a resource that can encourage you on a regular basis, themomcreative.com. Jessica, we've had a lot of people join us here towards the end of the hour. Why don't you tell people what they'll find on themomcreative.com? They're going to find a lot of great lifestyle content for busy women and busy families. Everything from product reviews to travel to my favorite books. I'm always sharing something new on there. All right. Right before the break, 
I made a you know sarcastic comment that was supposed to be funny about the fact that you know you had neglected yourself, and you then talked about hey love your neighbor as you love yourself, and since you weren't showing your much yourself much love, your relationships with your neighbors must have been a mess as you waited to get a hysterectomy. Was that true, or were you treating them better than you? You know, I was just, I think, doing the best that I can. But ultimately, the lesson from that story and and what Jesus is telling us is that when we're taking care of ourselves, we're able to love other people more and better. And so mm-hmm. um, that that's the lesson uh, from this, that self-care is not selfish, that self-care is important, that it's that oxygen mask philosophy that you've got to put your own oxygen mask on before you can help, you know, your child next to you, as they say on the airplanes. And that is really, really true. And self-care is about so much more than massages and manicures, right? It's about taking care of our bodies. It's about taking care of our minds and our souls, right? It's a really holistic perspective of taking care of ourselves and investing in ourselves because there's only one you right like god god has made each of us unique with special purpose and giftings and we've got to take care of ourselves so that we can live those out to the fullest okay so you're talking to a bunch of working moms that are already struggling with guilt you know about the things that they're doing (laughs) in life and i'm i'm speaking for myself as well how 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 do i justify or convince myself that self-care is actually a priority? Well, I mean, I think it's biblical, right? Like, I mean, we see examples of Jesus taking care of himself. We are commanded to love well. And then, like I said, we hear Jesus saying, love your neighbor as yourself. Like he's saying that we have to love ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Like it is a healthy behavior and you're going to be a better mom, a better wife, a better coworker when you are healthy. Letting myself and not paying attention to my health only caused me to suffer more, only caused my work to suffer, you know, was causing lots of issues for me personally. And I know that I'm not alone in this. And, um, there are lots of women who are ignoring health concerns because they think they don't have time for it. Mm -hmm. Right. But ultimately what happens is a bigger situation happens because we've neglected. Right. So you've got to do the work of that day in day out investment in yourself so that you can be the best that you can be in all of those other areas. It's also really important, right? Like if we, if our, kids were dealing with, you know, a health crisis, we would take them to the doctor right Mm -hmm. away. Right. Right. So why wouldn't we do that same thing for us? You know, I want to model healthy behavior for my children. And that starts with the way I'm taking care of myself. So let's, let's talk some specifics and give some examples because I, so for somebody who's really, okay, maybe they're, they're not struggling with a health issue, but they just have not made themselves a priority. What are some good first simple little steps that they can take to, um, to really see that this is a great idea? (laughs) So I love to encourage women to get up a little earlier in the morning and do something just for them before they are mom, wife, coworker, you know, doing any of their other responsibilities. My friend Stacy likes to say, how you spend your five to nine determines how you spend your nine to five. And I love that. And so, you know, get up in the morning, have, you know, some quiet time, go to the gym, like do something to pour into you 
first. I find that in the mornings where I take care of me before I take care of everyone else, it just sets my day up for success. So I think there's a lot of opportunity in those early morning hours to do something for you right off the bat. Also, look at your media consumption. Look at, you know, if you have an iPhone, how many hours you're spending on social media and um, really take a hard look at, you know, should you be investing your time differently? You know, people will say they don't have time to do X, Y, Z. But then in the next breath, they're talking about the latest television show that they binge or, you know, they sit and watch <laughs> two, three hours of television every night. You know, we all have the same amount of hours, but we can maybe use that time differently to pour into ourselves. When we were your age, you couldn't binge watch. You actually had to wait for the next week to Unless come. you bought the series on Unless v- you bought VHS. the series on VHS, that's right, or DVD. Right. <laughs> but it, it, it's just, I mean, that's a whole new thing where it, it is such a temptation to sit down and just watch TV, and at the end of the night, you're going, bummer. Uh, we just wasted three hours. We had things to do, or we could have spent those hours more wisely. That, that's a really great point. Can you say again your little statement, how you spend your five to nine? Determines how you'll spend your nine to five. That's really a great statement. That's really, really powerful. As you and Matthew work through these issues, did did you guys did you have a conversation? Did you ever have to sit Matthew down and go, Matthew, I found that I myself am not spending enough time on self care. Therefore, I got to change a few things, and this is what it's gonna. This is how you're gonna be impacted. Did you guys ever have to have that conversation? Honestly, we didn't. So I've always been somebody who practiced self-care and um, found it to be a value. And he also believes it to be important. So um, no, that wasn't really a conversation that we had to have. Certainly there have been seasons where um, I hate going to the gym and exercise is a struggle for me. So there have been seasons where I've, you know, asked for some accountability of, you know, going to the gym a couple times a week or, you know, taking over the morning routine with the kids so that I could fit that hour workout in. So we've had conversations like that, um, but not specifically, I'm not doing a good job of this because it is something that we um, put a lot of value in. And, and he honestly is the biggest champion of it and knows that I'm better. I mean, honestly, it's the reverse. I'll, you know, not be reading or something. And that's something that really brings me joy. And he'll be like, you're really cranky. Go read, go take a long bath and read a book, you know? (laughs) So he'll speak that into my life. Oh, that's great. So what is your favorite chapter of your new book, Stretch Too Thin? Um, And I want to just remind our listeners, this is probably the last chance I'll say the number today, 866-713-9675. Call in and you might be the one that we are able to send the book to. If not, go out and find it on Amazon. It is on sale right now, Jessica said. And so it's a great time to stock up on them and get them for some women this in your be a life. Great Christmas gift for next year. Wow, the, wow you could be effective and get it done. There's only nine months of shopping left till Christmas. How about Easter anyway? gift? Get it now. <laughs> okay, that too. All right, so your favorite so, chapter. I love the chapter about motherhood. It was something that I wasn't sure I was the right person to write because my kids are still kind of young, but I really love all the insights from women um, in that chapter. I also love, there's a, a section called Be a Mom who is, and it talks about how no matter what stage of parenting you are in, to be a mom who's present, be a mom who plays, be a mom who apologizes. And um, I think that list is one that can resonate with a mom in any stage of life and um, really impacted me as I was writing it and has really impacted a lot of readers as well. Well, you know, being a mom is one of those things that you really, we need to be in a constant state of kind of reassessing because 
uh, I think the hardest thing is to get to where your kids are adults and out on their own and you are living with some regrets. And so um, although we can always, you know, change and make things better, um, assessing, I know for me, um, it was what am I doing now? And is there something I wish I could be doing differently? And let's make those adjustments rather than continuing to do things the same way over and over again. And being intentional. Um, and that's really a lot of what you talk about. You talk about family dinners, family meetings, um, you know, having weekly traditions, uh, traveling, what are you doing in the car, you know, all kinds of things that can just little tips and advice for our listeners. Jessica, as we close out the show, just really quick, just speak to those working moms out there, a word of encouragement, 30 seconds. I just want those moms to know that they are loved, that they have a purpose, that the work that they're doing is good and valuable. It is impacting their families, both in them living out their passions and the actual financial impact of it. And that just because you work, that doesn't make you a less than mom. It makes you a mom who is gifted and talented and uniquely qualified to parent your little children. Jessica Turner, thank you so much for being an I Work for Him today. Thanks for sharing your book, Stretch Too Thin, How Working Moms Can Lose the Guilt, Work Smarter, and Thrive. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. Make sure you check out Jessica online, themomcreative.com, themomcreative.com, and get a copy of her book, Stretch Too Thin. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for Him. him.